Hey guys, happy Friday! This is Big Talkin' Brewskies. I'm Marissa Smith. I've got Rodney Daniels with me. What's up guys? Happy Friday. And we've got Alex Pachero with us. Hey guys, what's up? How you doing, Alex? Oh, I'm excited. Yeah? Yeah. It's a happy Friday. Yeah, it's the weekend. It is. Mm-hmm. So uh, how was your week? Oh, it's been a nightmare. Oh yeah? <laughs> yeah. Oh. What, what do you have going on? I'm moving. Oh, Moving apartments in New York City. Oh, God. So where are you moving to? So I live in Sci-Town, or I guess I used to live in Sci-Town. Okay. Sci-Town? Sty-Town, yeah. Stuyvesant? Stuyvesant, yeah. yeah um, oh, I didn't. That's another... <laughs> Sty- it's like Sty-town. right near Autos, right? Uh, right by Autos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 14th. It, it stretches from like 14th to 23rd. Okay. It's like this whole... A lot Big. of NYU students live there. I okay. had like a crazy deal... That I don't have anymore. Oh, so, shit. Yeah, um, yeah the two-year lease is up, and they're yeah. like, oh, we need you to pay, like, way more money. So I was like, uh, Bye. nah. Yeah. So I'm moving Upper East Side, Harlem area, a little bit south Ooh. of Harlem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got a like good deal. Like in the teens? Um, what do you mean, the teens? Like one, like one, Oh, no, no, it's one... just under 100. I'm like, oh, okay. I just missed that barrier. Oh, there. shit. Okay. Yeah. That's definitely Upper East Side. Oh, yeah, definitely Upper East Side. There's a lot of old people. I've yeah. been moving around, yeah. It's yeah. quiet. You just got to, like, dodge them when you got to go places. Oh, they're really easy. They're really slow. <laughs> <laughs> it's been really... I have gotten a few um, grumpy, you're making too much racket already. Fuck, and already? I, all I've been doing is just, like, walking around my apartment, like, kind of singing along to songs while I, like, clean oh. and move furniture around. Kind of singing along. Like, quit that racket. Yeah, not even, like, really belting yet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Which okay. I've been known to do. Right, they're gonna learn, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, um, are you like you're moving like roommates or significant other? Or? Well, I lived with a couple. I don't have a significant other, so I'm I'm moving into a tiny, tiny studio okay. by myself, and I'm so excited. That is yeah. the best, know, right there. It's yeah. so, so nice to live excited. by yourself. Yeah. yeah, seriously, it's the first time, I guess. Yeah, it'll be my first time living by myself. Oh, okay, awesome. No, yeah, well, congratulations. Thank yeah. you. But this week has been a nightmare. Yeah. Well, moving itself is just... <laughs> the internet guy came yesterday. Okay. And he goes, I can't set this up. And I was like, what do you mean you can't set this up? Like, this is your thing, right? And he's right. like, no, the, the wire hanging down from your, like, like whatever, the main thing. Yeah. He said, like, there's no way anyone's touched this wire in 50 years. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> he's like, this is completely corroded. If I tried touching this or setting this up with internet, you might get electrocuted. I was like, Jesus. What? Was like, Maybe that's why I got a good deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they fixed it today, but it was, it was a whole, I had to work from home. I have an office job. So like, yeah. I was working from home while like people were setting up internet. And then I had like this big wardrobe thing come from like Ikea. So they had to set that up. It was just, today was rough. Yeah. I made it, though. You made it. You made it. And it's Friday. Yeah. Right. So, uh, Rodney, how was your week? Right. My um, my week was good. I just, uh, I was off for three days. Well, this is the third day. Off in a row. So Brag much? That, yeah. <laughs> that fucking never happens. Like, it never happens. So, it's just like, okay. I was like, able to relax. I was able to just get laid. Mm-hmm. You nice. Know? So, it was, it was nice. Yeah. Beautiful. And then um, I had a Todd Monacy show earlier mm-hmm. in the week. 
Tuesday night. And it was oh just like, yeah, yeah, the Ugg yeah. show. Yeah, good show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was it was good. It was fucking awesome. Where is he has that? A fun show. Um, the Mockingbird. The Mockingbird. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Lower East Side. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So it was good. I, like when it's like nice to like go like into a room and you know a bunch of comics already. It's the best. And like I wasn't hosting, so it was just like I'm just on the show. I got to try some new material, which is like always fun. Yeah. So yeah, no, so it was good. Yeah, that's no, awesome. that's a fun show, and they've got the oh, what is it, Taco Tuesday? So they've got like two dollar tacos. Yeah, they do, Ooh, and like tacos. two dollar tacates. Oh my god, I love tacate drink specials. Yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Why is it so cheap? It's like three dollar tall boys too. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's. And you crazy. don't even drink beer, and you're like, Whew. I mean, well, right now it's well, like, oh, like it's well, gonna $3. be a Budweiser <laughs> night tonight. <for> three dollars. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't work today. <laughs> right. Yeah. Tacate is definitely like the Budweiser of like Mexican beers. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it even or is it is it like the the PBR of Mexican beer? I'm not sure. Ooh, PBR. Right? This is like Corona. Maybe Corona's the Budweiser. Of yeah, beers. maybe. But Corona's good. They're both good. Yeah, the brewery PBR are. was like down the street from my high school. Oh, really? really? Yeah, yeah. Where'd you go to high from school? From Milwaukee. Oh, Milwaukee High School of the Arts. Oh, so there's a lot of breweries in. Oh yeah, Milwaukee. there's a lot of breweries. Literally, in the yeah. brewers play in Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. But yeah, PBR is like on the same street as my high school. I don't. All right. I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. Mm. Oh, I like secrets. I'm not that into PBR. Oh, I mean, you know, I kind of been with you on that. Yeah. You know, Mm. it's like the only time I'll do it is like if I'm at like a bar in like Bushwick and they've got like a PBR pickleback special Mm. for like six bucks. It's always like that. that. It's always like that. That's like the shot in the beer. That's a Brooklyn beer. I don't know why. Yeah. They love it. it. It's it's like you go to like any like bar in like Bushwick or Williamsburg and it's like six, seven bucks. Excuse me. Bless you. Uh, Pickleback and a PBR and... I'll, I'll drink a PBR that way, unless they have like a Miller High Life, like, and then I'll do the Miller mm-hmm. High Life instead of the PBR. But I'm not really that into Miller High Life either. No, I hate Miller High Life. Ugh, it's, it's not Ugh. good. It's like, isn't that like like Bud Ice, like the, all those, we, like kind the of. ass of the beer? Ugh. Yeah, yeah, kind no. of. Natty Ice. No bueno. Oh my no, god, yes. Natty Ice. <laughs> <laughs> you bring me back to college. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even tell you how many nights I blacked out to Natty Ice. <laughs> like, god damn. Wow. If you're blacking out to Natty Ice, that's a lot of Natty Ice. That is yeah. a lot that's of Natty dis- Ice. D- that's disgusting. Because the, the, like, <laughs> no, back not, in the day, no, no, no. like, no, it's fine. You can judge. It's like, totally back judge. in the day, it's like, a, a thirty pack and natty ice was like ten ninety nine. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, it's still I think, pretty cheap. I, I think, think yeah. the reason that I don't really like beer is because my first beer mm. was a two eleven steel reserve. Oh, the worst. I had to be like fifteen, sixteen. They're like, I'm not gonna name names. Statue of limitations up on that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like here, you're gonna drink one of these, and you're gonna be fucked up. And I was like, what? Yeah, yeah like, that was facts so. though. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's probably yeah, why. That's that probably, probably why. why. It just like was that also my, the first like, night you got laid? <laughs> no, wait, that didn't happen until I was 19. Thanks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <Wait laughs> to a guy. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Girls when I was 17 though. Okay. Okay. You know. Okay. Standard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How was your week, Marissa? Yes, nobody asked. Uh, my week was good. You know, um, 
I did a show on Tuesday at the Grizzly Pier, mm. and uh, it was fun. Uh, you know, like, I don't know why, but, like, the pear is popping on Tuesdays. Pear's popping lately. Yeah, general. the pear has really been popping lately. Uh-uh. So um, I did Neruda Williams' show um, on Tuesday. Love Neruda. Yeah, he's fun. He's yeah. fun. And, uh, yeah, so that was, like, fun. They had a great audience. They were, like, really into stuff. Um, you know, I've been freaking out about Trump as normal, not sleeping. <laughs> not sleeping? Uh, like, oh, no. I feel like I haven't had a good night's sleep since, like, November the 5th. Like, November the 5th. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was November the 8th because that was my birthday. It was the oh, whole it was worst birthday? day ever. Yeah. It's when Trump got elected. It was November 8th. Yeah, yeah, but I slept November the 5th. Oh, okay. <laughs> November right. the, the 6th and the 7th, I was just like, oh, but what happens if this doesn't go well? And then it didn't go well, and then I haven't slept really since. Wow, so you <laughs> pre-Trump didn't sleep. So you were one of the few that was nervous. Yeah. everyone was like, oh, Hillary's got this. Hillary's got this. I was one of those. Definitely. Yeah. I was definitely thinking like, oh, yeah, Hillary's yeah, well, I didn't even, I barely was going to watch. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, my God. Not really, yeah. And then, phew, I did a show at the creek that night, and it was like, um, it, it was an election show, and so we were like, uh, yeah, I, and so like we all thought it was just gonna be like so much fun to like, like you know we're, we're there, and it's like oh look, uh, and the map turns blue, and right. then like I just remember like when Pennsylvania went, I'm like mm-hmm. oh shit, this isn't good, this isn't good. And then, like, it was just, like, it just turned into, like, the map turned into a bloodbath. And I'm like, no! It was. It was like a bloodbath. It was, like... Yeah. And it was, like, before it was halfway over, it was, like, he's gonna win. Like, there's no way she's gonna win. And I was, like... How does this happen? How did this happen? Yeah. 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 Usually it goes into, like, 4 a.m. Nobody knows if it's close. No, people were literally crying at the bar. I know. And it was my birthday. That's yeah. Yeah. I mean, for she was you, fucking horrible. <laughs> Everybody's like, "Why are you happy?" And I was like, "I'm sorry. It was it's my birthday. Oh, Lots to be happy on your birthday. Yeah, it's not gonna man. happen for three months anyway." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was it was pretty crazy, but I just remember like, and there was like a bunch of comics there that were were like there to like watch the election, and we we're just like, "Oh my god." This isn't going well. This isn't going well. And then I just remember, I can't, I don't, I never met him before. There was this one comic that was just like, yeah, so like when Trump wins, that means that we get to grab you all by the pussy, right? That's not even funny. I just like, (laughs) that's not even a good joke. (laughs) Trump is funnier than that guy. (laughs) (laughs) You immediately started twitching that new Marissa. (laughs) 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 This shit's real. Oh my it's like, God. how is this happening? <sighs> yeah, it was God. it was bad. It's it's funny because everyone said like, oh, when at least if Trump wins, it'll be good for comedy, and then obviously it's really not good for comedy. It's horrible all for the, comedy because the jokes are all like either beach balls, like easy, yeah. or it it just sounds like you're like, uh, like just just at a rally, like you're like making fun of Trump, like everyone else. It's like that's not unique. 
So and none like, of the, the no... audiences don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear they're Trump. Tired of they it. just they're yeah. tired of it. Tired they don't want to hear yeah. it. They're tired of Trump. They just don't want to hear it. Yeah. I tell them anyway. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure you make it work. I'm, I'm sure you do. I haven't found any political humor. No, me, me either. I've just yeah, been staying away from same. it. Like, yeah. A lot of shows I host, so I feel like, you know, I want you're, you're the audience host, to like me. Oh, thank you. That's yeah. <laughs> where we met. You yeah, were yeah. I was hosting the yeah, show. Yeah, you're, like you're very funny. Oh, thank well. you, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, but yeah, so like, I feel like I need the audience to like, like me. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I got to be up there, up and down, up and down, up and down. So like, if I like, start out with like Trump jokes and shit. Yeah, no. <laughs> no gonna, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, they'll, they'll like you for it, but it'll get old. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's the me. thing that I'm finding the difference between like bar shows and uh, club shows right now is that like bar shows i feel like you can go real trump heavy and everybody's on board sure. and they're with you but like if you start doing trump jokes at like a bar like a club show then like you could start feeling slowly the ass is tightening up yeah but i feel like at a bar show like they're just like yeah like fuck that orange turd like mm. you know but then at a club show it's like but i think it's because they're mostly tourists and they probably come from trump country and they're just like oh you're making fun of our leader like you know <laughs> 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 I wonder how many of them are left. I mean, there's got to be a huge percentage of people that voted for him that don't, that aren't with him right now, right? I mean, I, I, or maybe I don't they're know. still with him. I don't I, know. I we live that... in a New York City bubble. I know. Yeah, we yeah. don't know. Yeah, what are we, no, what are we know? Yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. It's definitely Trump land. Well, yeah, but there. I'm just yeah. saying objectively, he's made so many like buffoonish errors like since he's taken. But like the people that elected him don't really. But like they're people, see though. They, they have you... brains. Like no. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Hey, I got to put this side. Yeah. No, fa- fair enough. Don't have brains. I really yeah. don't have a better point. So, no, yeah. I mean, I mean... <laughs> some people like I, I've I've watched some like. Um, some of what Trump feels is tra- fake news, like oh, kind of yeah. do those like exit interviews and like do just like kind of like market research, I suppose, with Trump people. And like a lot of them say that they love what he's doing. They just don't like the tweets and really? they feel like the tweets. Yeah, that's it. They're like they, they love what he's doing with. Um, like international policy and they love what he's doing with like the economy but like what has he actually done but this goes back to the brain question um, <laughs> it definitely does <laughs> like you know well, well I don't mean to interrupt but yeah. I, I, from my uh, experience because I, I went to school at a pretty big school I went to Northeastern so there was people from like around the country so I've stayed in touch with people that are from we like you know yeah. Kansas. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm from Wisconsin. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. So, like, you would know. Then, I don't know. Personally, I've heard a lot of people kind of go to the middle from being super Trump. But maybe it's because it was college, young, educated people who just wanted to, like, fuck the system, man. We're not voting for Hillary. They really wanted to vote for Bernie. So, maybe maybe it's a small sample size of people. But they've flipped on him, people that I've talked to. Yeah. So like, and specifically, I- it's been about, like just embarrassing us like you know the things he said to north korea and the freaking rocket paper man. towel the, oh, like, i got wait hold on uh, rocket man <laughs> one thing 
Objectively, I do think that's kind of funny. I don't know why. It's such a stupid name. I just <laughs> want Elton John to sue the shit out of him. I know, right? He doesn't care. Yeah. It's kind of funny just that he. it's stupid. I don't know. He shouldn't be the president. It's like, I just <laughs> want, like, <laughs> it's like, save us, Elton John. You're our only hope. Like, just put, like, a cease and desist. Like, you know, he cannot use the title of my song to, to, <laughs> to menace another nation. Or threaten nuclear apocalypse. Like yes, he can't facts. use my song for that. Um, you know, I feel like we should start a, a tweet campaign. Save us, Elton John. Yeah. Um, oh my god, yeah. you should totally start yeah. That. Like uh, hashtag save us, Elton John. Hashtag Rocketman. Hashtag Rocketman. Hashtag don't let him kill us all. Yeah. Um, great. But like, <laughs> you, can, you can sue the president, right? Like you can. You I don't can, know. He can sue can him, you? right? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, he's like the ultimate sewer, though. He's known for suing people. Yeah, yeah. Even before, he is. you know, yeah. He's yeah, very yeah. litigious. I think he's like sued like over a hundred people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. I'm not litigious. <laughs> like, I'm so not litigious <laughs> that I've never used the word litigious before. That was very good use of that word. Context clues. I think I know what it means. <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah, I don't sue people. <laughs> yeah. Right here on Big Talk and Brewskies, you learn your SAT words. Um, that was the big talk part. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's a big talk. Yeah. Hashtag big word. Um, <laughs> big words. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's just crazy. And and then did you see his his uh, press conference yesterday where he's with like the military leaders, and he's like, oh, this is the quiet before the storm. And what? then the reporters are like, what storm are you talking about, Mr. President? What storm? And then he's like, don't worry, it's the quiet before the storm. But like, but what? can you elaborate? Do huh? <laughs> you're like? It's a, so then it gets it gets better. Oh, than, don't worry about that. Wait, don't worry about that. Just you know, we're in the eye better. of the hurricane. Don't it worry about it. Totally gets better. So then this reporter follows up. Uh, but Mr. President, can you please elaborate more on what <laughs> storm you're referring to? Like, what's happening? And then he's just like, uh, you'll see soon. Like, I mean, fuck. What does that mean? This is a what military is military press conference? Like, he had dinner with, like, all these, like, generals and, like, military of the leaders. the U.S. Army. Yeah. Yeah, got it. Yeah. And and so, like, then he's like, yeah, this is the quiet before the storm. Like, are we invading Venezuela? No, like, what no. are we doing? What the fuck? I hope not Venezuela. That's where my mom's from. <laughs> like, I, really <laughs> I mean, I don't really care too much about it, but she was born there. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. Because... <laughs> What idiot told him Venezuela has oil? That's the first question. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, wait a second. They have oil and you can fly there in three hours? We're going to take that country. It should be like, ours. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Oh, my God. That is like my stomach just like dropped. The the What the fuck storm are you talking about? Yeah, that shit scares yeah. me. Global that was right really before I fell scary. asleep. So like, mm. Right before you, you, <laughs> actually, you, you actually, actually fell asleep? Oh, my God. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Now I'm not. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Sleeping. She has insomnia. Like that's yeah. I'm like. Straight up. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like you, you fell asleep. Yeah. Like. Well, that was already at like 1 a.m. But like. <laughs> yeah. It's been crazy. Have you ever thought about um, unplugging from the politics thing because of like the way it's affecting like your sleep habits, for example? I've thought about it, but you then I'm I mean? also afraid that like the day I'm supposed to evacuate is the day that I'm not going to be watching. Like. <laughs> <laughs> the day you're supposed to evacuate. <laughs> You're gonna know. <laughs> I think you're gonna know. Yeah. yeah I don't know. You're gonna know. <laughs> know. It's like, oh my god, why is everybody running? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh Norm my god, that's idiot. a horrific thing to think about. I know. She, Everybody in fucking New York scary. City running, evacuating New York City. It's, it's gonna be impossible. That's a fucking nightmare. I think that's one of those where you just stay behind. You just let it go. You let it. You just let it go. Oh yeah. You just grab your ankles. Dude, you let <laughs> grab your ankles. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I don't know. I'll try. <laughs> like, That's a euphemism. I got there That's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The funneling out of Manhattan would be uh, oh, it'd be a nightmare, man. Yeah. It would be impossible if that ever was like a thing. Yes. Um, well, right. the only solace is that there there is an underground tunnel system under Manhattan that used to be like we talked about this. Yeah. What? So. So yeah, mm-hmm. so like back in the day with like bootleggers, they built like uh, like Al Capone and and, and like uh, Joe Kennedy and all that. Yes. Like they, Italianos, paisans. Okay. Mm. So like they built a tunnel <laughs> system that goes, I would say almost to like Boston down to the city, so oh, that they shit. could like bootleg um, like booze back during Prohibition, and so like. I don't know. Is it untapped? Like it's not being used right now? No. And so like, I don't know how re- like in repair it is right. because this is like back from like the, the 20s during like Prohibition or whatever. It's a long time ago. But like, you right. know, there is a tunnel You're trapped system. trapped in a tunnel. <laughs> would be able to like get out. Because like I live, in, in, be scary. I live in Yonkers and like everyone's still Oh, you live in Yonkers? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was, uh, do you know Rockland County? Yeah, yeah. So I was born in the Bronx and oh, cool. then raised in Rockland County. Oh, Nobody really? ever New knows City? Rockland. Wow, you get yeah, new city. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, nobody ever knows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, wow, cool. but like, I'm in Yonkers, and mm. sometimes we have like streets that collapse, and it's because yeah. the uh, it's like the 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 street has like kind of like borne through the top of the tunnels, and then like they like they go down like down there, and it's like oh this this tunnel is 60 miles long, like oh like know. a hollow sort of like that there's space there. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Interesting. And that so, happens a lot, and that actually makes sense that it would be Yonkers because that's the route up to Boston. There. Yeah. 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 And I, and I bet a lot. Um, I know that they used to boot like from Canada mm-hmm. to like uh, Illinois, like Chicago to Canada. Mm-hmm. They probably have a bunch there too. Okay, so there's a need, lot of like hard underground hats and battery uh-huh. packs, yeah. And, like, oh, it's not me and you leading this surge. Well, I mean, I'm like, just trying to get out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who do I need to follow? <laughs> Who do I need out? to follow? <laughs> Who's gonna figure this out? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Oh. I, I'm carrying fucking water with me everywhere. <laughs> I feel like you're gonna be a beast. <laughs> this one right here. For real, you're gonna have it all like, figured out, and you're gonna be like fucking chopping down zombies and like. Uh-huh. I, I started taking sword fighting. Open I did. Oh, God. I <laughs> like, sword fighting. I started taking Japanese sword fighting classes. I did. Wait, <laughs> so fucking awesome, Marissa that, that Smith. Money. <laughs> well, I, like I'm you sorry, can yeah. find like like you can f- like try different ones for free. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't found a school yet that I want to like commit to because like it's a lot of like time in my schedule. But like I I have been <laughs> shopping around. Yeah, I'm like, where does she have the time for Japanese sword fighting? <laughs> yeah, like I, I've been shopping around. I okay. I feel like you know if do you I have a day if, job. I do. Yeah, so you're, you're just you're using up all the hours in the day. Uh, yeah, because yeah. we're gonna oh, be dead no, soon. Yes, <laughs> well, you can't sleep anyway. So yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do when you can't sleep? <laughs> Everything. We're all gonna die. This is so funny. Yes. Oh man, uh, you gotta laugh, right? 
That's you like, have to. I think. You have to. Yeah. Do you, yeah. you have a choice? Uh, right. If not, really. you're going to be fucking crying. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's very close it. to crying you laughing. You think about yeah. on a real shit level. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. Right. I'm already to like the, the can't sleep constipation point in my year. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, this is November, folks. <laughs> terrible point in the year. <laughs> It's like before I just, I couldn't sleep, but I could poo. And now I can't poo and I can't sleep. So I'm just like, ah. Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot. I'd I'd say that's the constipation thing is worse. That's worse than not sleeping. That's so uncomfortable. It is. I had my uh, appendix taken out when I was like 19. Oh, wow. And that was the only, oh, it's not a big deal. It happens to like, isn't like one in four guys have an appendectomy or some shit? I I mean, but like. It's a lot of guys. The pain, though. Oh, it was pretty it's bad. Like, it was brutal you could beforehand. Almost die. Yeah. Well, it was. Um, they said it was like a few minutes away from bursting when I got to the emergency room, and I know a guy who had his burst, so it was like a uh, horrible thing. Yeah. But mine was like I was basically it went from a mild stomach ache to like a super severe stomach ache for three straight days, and like Tylenol wasn't cutting it and shit. So then I went to the emergency room. They did the test where they like. Put stick your... your finger in your like oh. stomach, the left side of your stomach. Oh, okay, okay. And then it's like on the release is where all the pain comes in, and it was the sharpest pain I've ever felt in my entire life. Like it felt like someone was stabbing you. Like, oh wow! Legit. Oh my god! So they were like, "Yep, that's a pe- that's appendicitis. Uh, we're gonna need you to get you to surgery." So they like rushed me into Wait, surgery. Wait, can that just happen at any time period I, in your I, life? Yeah, I think so. I'm, no, I think actually, just uh, in your adolescence is most common. Like like okay. uh like. Men ages 13 to 24 is like the highest standard deviation of okay. like. Yeah, I looked it up after all this shit. I'm not that smart. <laughs> yeah. That's relevant to me. To me, right? Yeah. What do I need to know about? What you're probably good. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think you're good. Okay, um, great. But either way, this is my biggest bout of constipation because they give you painkillers uh, after. Oh yeah, yeah. And like it hurt a little bit, but I was like 19 and I just, just like, all right, I want to try painkillers. Because it sounds like fun to like, you know, take a bunch of painkillers. So I took like three or four Percocets like at a time and it felt great. And then I did it again. It felt great. And I did it again. It felt great. And then I realized I hadn't shit in like a week and it was like a problem. And then what they don't tell – well, what I didn't know about constipation was like if it's if it's been a week, like it, it just compounds. It becomes harder yes. to actually – Shit. release yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah so like you're you're fucked like you, you feel like you don't have to go but you feel terrible yeah and like you're bloated uh, uh-huh. and yeah and you get the pain in the back uh-huh. yeah. oh. and you yeah. know what it is and you're just like oh i just want shit it's I, terrible I, can't. I was in college and it was like i wasn't being healthy anyway shitting yeah. in college is the worst anyway <sighs> like, as it is as a freshman i was like a freshman right yes yeah. like, so then you had to shit like dorms yeah the dorm Toilet. It was like a floor Just toilet. A floor toilet. Oh, sorry. I had to like bring it to because like I don't like to shit in front of people or hear people like to hear me shit like or whatever. Yeah, I never. Oh. So I would have to like wait until like one o'clock in the afternoon when like nobody else is in the dorm and like That's I would a good shit, shit like in a, yeah, it was great like because mm-hmm. it was like certain point mm-hmm. on the fourth floor and that like one bathroom in the corner yeah aren't you amazed by guys that could just like let loose in the fucking bath isn't it Bro, dis- it's disgusting and it's amazing and disgusting <laughs> and amazing at the same time because it's just like right. he he sits down half a second later he's shitting in front of shit. everybody it's yeah. loud as shit and, and like just... I, I try to be quiet like in a public oh restaurant. yeah yeah like even at home I, like yeah. i'm really these guys make noise man 
It's pretty crazy. Right. You still kind of giggle when you make noise. Like, like. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Oh, I can't believe it came out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I say it like that, but you're a little cuter than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't like public shitting. I mean, it's I, necessary, but I no, do not enjoy I, it. I went to jail for like four days in L.A. No, no. What'd you do? And <laughs> <laughs> you gotta tell me. I, mean, well, come on. I had a warrant for like I had weed oh, on good. me. Oh, okay. Yeah, in it's L.A. Like, yeah, like I didn't pay the ticket. Um. Yeah. They're really like official about that. Right? Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like you get a ticket. If you don't pay it, then that turns into a warrant. Anything, you know. Oh, but yeah, I was there for like four days. It was like a holiday weekend. But like, I didn't shit for like three days. Because you, you had, had to shit, shit in, front of, in front of people. In front of No way. Like, it's not happening. It's, yeah. No, like, it's like, I, I, I'm I not thought about that. that situation because my brother's no. been to jail and he told me about it. I was like, bro. Literally in front of everybody. No a way. A room full of like 30 guys. Guys. I got to shit in front of them. Ugh. See, I don't have problem like like shitting in a public bathroom because like to be honest with you i don't shit at home i like only shit in public bathrooms I what i it's a that's problem. the craziest thing i've ever heard it's in my entire life that i have i because i live there i don't i don't want to like have what? it in my house like, well that does make <laughs> sense actually that does kind of make sense it's a toilet <laughs> it goes right down this place you're never yeah, gonna see it again like, but it's your private place yeah like, you it's know? Like, like, I, like my facials and i like take a nice bath and i like candles like i can't be shitting in my my, my little sanctuary you know it's like i see what you're saying but it's still the craziest like thing i've ever heard exfoliate there i can't but so like i like poo and mostly at work actually oh and well you gotta i mean yeah. you work in an office oh, yeah. yeah yeah me too I, I mean literally you get there what 9 a.m that's I, like poo hour that's yeah, like when you like, gotta shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you drink beer that's when you gotta shit yeah you know what i mean like from the night before it's like, oh, yeah, yeah like 8, 30, like 9 o'clock. Oh, you don't, yeah, you don't know what beer shits are like, I guess. Oh, <laughs> I, know, I know what Jameson the... shits are like. He <laughs> 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 tells me that's much worse. <laughs> but is it Bud Mud? Bud <laughs> Mud. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> oh, that's some funny shit. That, that JMO shit is not that bud mud. This turned gross. It's okay. Yeah, I like talk. to be likable and gross at the same time. <laughs> yeah. That's my that's my energy on stage. That's, that's what I try to do. That's what we're doing. Yeah. we're all about that right now. Great, because uh, everybody takes a shit. Yeah. yeah. Like right, we all be forgetting that. Right, guess what? Obvious point. <laughs> you know, it's a real like obvious point. Right, yeah. you know that hot model you see on Vogue. Oh, she yeah. shits. She definitely shits. Yeah, that's that's always she funny probably to shits think more about, than isn't everybody because they all have like uh, they be taking laxatives exactly, and shit to make yourself like flatter. You know? What would you do if you had to? If you had to be like a bulimic white girl or whatever, would you take laxatives or would you make yourself throw up? If you had to, you had to pick. I don't. I would throw up. I would throw up. Yeah, because then you forcing myself eat. to shit and diarrhea. Oh, ugh. That sounds terrible. Like, yeah. I don't know one single girl that takes laxatives, but I know, I know, I know. I'd rather, girls. I'd rather like yeah. just take some shits as opposed to like. Yes. Okay. Sticking your so you finger don't, you down every time you have a fear of vomiting you, like, a little throw, bit. I don't like it. Yeah, there's some people that really have a fear of vomiting. No, I'm not saying. I don't even have to like. In college, I used to drink a lot. Um, and I used to end up like drinking to the point where I'd throw up. So like I never put my finger down my throat. No. I just would throw up. Right. 
But that's the worst because then like your room, the room is spinning and you're just like, oh god, I gotta that fall up. That's like the worst. But <laughs> I was also a double oh. zero, so. It's oh, funny. okay. See, that's and that's why. Yeah. Oh wait, was that? Oh okay. You mean size? Got it. Yeah, yeah. I never double zero sounds stupid for a size, so I never remember that. Yeah, it's smaller mm-hmm. than a zero. Like I it was like I lost a shit ton of weight from like high school to college, but then I was like throwing up like all the time from drinking in Ooh. college. Eesh. So then like I remember the first time like my my mom saw me like after like a break and like she walked past me. And I'm like mom, mom, and shit. like she just like she's like oh my she god what happened? To you? And, like yeah no because I had like lost so much weight. Wow. Because like when I checked in the dorms, I was I'd like say this never happened to me. I was like. <laughs> Uh, eight, and then I went down to like a double zero. Whoa, yeah, that's like eight hundred percent less. That, like that, that's crazy. Person, yeah. I thought I like I lost. I want to say like twenty five, thirty pounds freshman year. Oh wow! Like you guys were like healthy freshman people. No, we're not what, healthy, but like here's what happened. Losing. <laughs> <laughs> My parents didn't think like they wanted to put me like on like a meal plan. They were like, no, that's like too expensive. Right, we'll just send you money to like you know pay it's never for enough food. Money. Guess what I used the the money for? Weed. Weed. Drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Everyone's got all these cool devices. How am I going to smoke I'm going to buy ramen noodles and spend the rest on weed. And have like one meal a day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Hi. And it's like, Friday, you're like... So skinny now. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. I, <laughs> <laughs> I hated all the food. So like I like basically I lived off of like cucumbers and carrots and, oh, and then I gross. drank a shit ton. And so like then I was just like puking up like cucumber and carrots. So guys, if you want to lose weight. Cucumber, carrots, carrots, and alcoholism. And yes. Cool. <laughs> That's so, a winter style. You, yeah. <laughs> Smoke a whole new you. Yeah. Um, oh, man. So, like, Alex, how do you balance, like, do you have a day job? You, you said you did, right? I do. So, like, how do you balance, like, comedy and your day job? Yeah, um, it's definitely tough. And as, like, comedy has picked up speed a little bit for me, I've definitely been giving less of a shit um, at my day job. I was definitely, well, out of college, I was I was pretty into, like, trying to move up the ladder and be, like, I don't know good at my job because if you're gonna what, do what's if, your what's your day job i it's ugh, i work in digital media which is like <laughs> the most boring thing ever i basically advertise online mm. for like companies okay. so like if they want to run let's say one of my clients is um lowe's hotels or or lowe's department stores to be more generic right uh if they want to run a campaign on let's say i don't know they want to run a video campaign. They want a million views and they want to run it across YouTube and the Google search network and all those. Things. Like I organize those campaigns. I budget it out and basically tell them what to do. Very boring shit. But I got really good at it in like my first two years and I got promoted. And this is before I started doing comedy. It's like right. my first two uh, years out of college. So I stayed in the industry. Right. So I'm one of the few and you too, I guess, one of the few comics who has like a traditional office job yeah yeah that's like full-time but also comedian yeah yeah so um when i started doing comedy it was like okay i'm getting off of work at 7 p.m and i can't even hit up mics like i can't even like any mics i'm gonna hit up are gonna be late night mics and then i'm gonna be fucking exhausted Exhausted the next day yeah Yeah, so how am i gonna get good basically right so i actually renegotiated my contract and i i think that this is something that people need to understand that like as an employee, as long as you're like good, if you're not like a really, 
and and also if the job is like not replaceable like where it's like like if you're a janitor they could find someone to clean up right it's a replaceable job but like if they need to work to find someone like you you have to realize like you're you have power there so i I basically was like hey uh this comedy thing is picking up faster than i thought i can't work these 60 hour weeks anymore because I'm salaried, so it's not overtime. I'm not getting time and a half. Right, I'm not getting exactly. shit for that. Yeah. Most people don't. So, and now, you know, if if you've noticed, most people work from eight thirty to six as a standard. Right. And our parents mm. were nine to five. Right. It, there's a big difference in the average being nine hours a day versus eight hours a day. Some days ten hours. Some days right. eleven hours. And it's like, I was like, if I'm working sixty hours in a week, I'm just gonna leave. I I'll I'll give you as much notice as you need. I'll give you a month, two months, whatever it is, but I can't do 60-hour weeks anymore. I'm gone. They came back to me two days later and were like, what about this? And they wrote up this contract. They were like, maximum hours, 35 in a week, minimum 30 in a week, but here's your pay. And so they basically mathematically reduced my pay based on the hours I was working to uh-huh. the hours I'm working now. Okay. And it's fucking awesome because it's not like I was... Because you can make that up yeah. in the money you make from comedy. Sort of. Kind of. <laughs> well, I'm right. st- trying to. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, that's, 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 that's the ultimate goal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what? Like, honestly, I would, I'm would. i so much happier. But like, that's, be, that's the whole thing is you have so to be happy. So much happier. I was making more money in the before, but I'm so much happier now, which is like, what's the money for? Right. Right. Yeah. And if you're so busy, like, you can't do anything with it anyway. Dude, I couldn't get on stage. Like, even shows I wanted to, I don't know. I just could, I had no time, no energy. Yeah. And now I know, okay, 30 to 35 hours a week given the workload. Like, I could plan out my weeks. I could plan out mics. I could plan out shows. 30 to 35 hours is not, it's not that's that bad. Not bad. That's yeah. not bad at all. I did 35 this, this week, and it's not bad at all. It basically would be getting in at 9 and leaving at 4 every day if you don't take a day off. Yeah, it's nine yeah. to four. The yeah. least I can do is thirty-seven and a half, and then like oh, they I, have that like stipulate, but that's not bad. Yeah, and so then like on average, I probably do about like forty, forty-one, but then like Good. Good. my commute is the problem because oh, like no. I have like a twenty-hour-a-week commute. Do so, they pay for that at least? Or? No, really, yeah. they don't give you anything for that. No, bullshit. So you totally like, do that. Yeah, but it's <sighs> just like, and I've been with them like forever. Like I've been with the company for twelve years. So wow. Like, yeah. So, so it's it, it's a good job, you know. You know, mm. and it's just kind of like it, if like I need to be like, hey, I got an audition, I gotta leave early today, or uh, they're yeah, pretty just, good about it. Yeah, it's like I, I have this crazy idea that I want to do a podcast. I need to leave early on Fridays. Like, okay, like, <laughs> right? Yeah. I told them that too. They were like, uh, yeah, good luck with the podcast thing. They're like really yeah. condescending. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah, my coworkers are super condescending about my comedy career. Like, yeah, because they don't think they're super funny, and you know, I'm somewhat funny at work but not really because i'm just at work like yeah they give me a joke they're like well, give me a joke the you're a comedian work. give me a joke obviously yeah. they do that yeah oh, and then obviously like it's like it doesn't really work like that right <laughs> you know people don't understand like, that hello obviously. like trying to be office funny and not get oh. fired like you know what i mean right, right. It's like... i already let them know that like <laughs> straight off up. top sorry i talk about dicks <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> We all talk about dicks. 
unavoidable. It's just like, <laughs> but like, I, I remember they asked me to do the company Christmas party once, and I was just what? like, What? No. I would have turned that down immediately. I was like, No. Wait. Oh, yeah. no. no. <laughs> I just had like a shiver. That's like oh, yeah. the easiest way to get everybody to hate you at the office. Yeah. And, and also just like think you're terrible or something because you're yeah. not going to make people, oh, you're not, they're going to be looking Because then they know you, you like on a certain like professional level. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's a whole nother. No, 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 no. Dude, that's, yeah. a, that's definitely no. And they're yeah. like, no, we'll pay you. Like just tell us what you want. And I was just like, no. Like, no. Like, I can refer somebody. I keep this job. Exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And if you want to like be funny at a corporate gig, you could do it with people you don't know. Mm-hmm. You could be clean with people though, you don't know, but like doing that with people you know, they they might be like, "Oh, she's not that funny." And it's like you're just trying to not get fired. Or even if you were trying to be funny, it's just a different. It's a terrible audience. That would yeah, be uh, the worst I audience. I was gonna say on the other hand, though, and yeah. like say you had another job offer mm-hmm. and they offered you that, like, oh, I get to roast all Spit these motherfuckers. Fire. Yeah, that's true. Actually, <laughs> that'd be pretty funny. I hope y'all motherfuckers are ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> True. And they all ask me like, "Do you tell jokes about the office?" Like, no, like nobody. Everyone always asks me that. Yeah, it's like I say yes. I'm like, yeah. Uh, and then I they always... go, "Wait, what do you mean?" I'm like, "Yeah, you know, it's come to a show." I always give people and a warning: they... don't do anything for me to write a joke about. Wow, that's that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll like, just not talk in front of you. Do ever. you do you ever <laughs> oh, have people shit. that you're dating be like, "Don't write any jokes about me"? Oh, all the they like. Yeah, so because I I kind of wait to tell people I'm a comedian. Yeah, that's smart. A little bit, like you know, to like the, then I just punch them with like, oh yeah, I'm a comedian, and they go what? And mm, then, that's sexier somehow. Yeah, you know what I mean? Little, yeah, and then um, then like they do ask that question, like, wait, so you're gonna write a joke about me? And I'm like, well, don't do anything that I'm gonna write a joke about. I've got guys that say that to me all the time. It's just like, oh, are you gonna write a joke about me? It's just like, uh, are you planning on doing something stupid? <laughs> right, like, exactly. Right. Yeah. Are like, you gonna do something that's like asking hello? me if I'm gonna write a joke about you? Yeah. Like, it's very annoying. Does that, does <laughs> that happen to you? It's very, yeah. Uh, yeah. When I am dating, I haven't had like a steady girlfriend for a while, but I do have this one girl who we've been off and on for like a god for like eight years now. I guess okay. since like oh. college started. Yeah, we're like. Both weird. We both have commitment issues, but we both kind of love each other, so it's weird. Anyway, she's in grad school in France right now, so I haven't seen her. But either way, a lot of my material has come from like that. But okay. It's not. I'd say only one of the jokes is like maybe like even kind of negative. Most of it's just about me being weird in relationships because that's my kind of humor. I, I don't really attack people. Right. So I'm always pretty good with that, especially even with the office stuff. It's always like me doing weird shit at the office, me not fitting in, like me being right. just this outcast. That That's funny to me as opposed to like, Roasting. I mean, some people, yeah, some yeah. people are great at that. Like some people. Right. Yeah. Cause I'm not, I'm the same way. Like I'm not that comic that like picks out people like in the audience and just like, and like grills them, grills oof, them and like, like, yeah. I don't even know like, like how to, oof, yeah, no, I'm not, I, yeah, that's like a whole nother art. Yeah. It people really get, is. Like, get up there and they just like, oh, so where are you from? And then they just like start boom. out, boom. And I can't. I'm just like, I'm going to just do my jokes. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, talk, I'll talk to people in a friendly way. And then do usually you, they you say something. Do you talk to people? I talk. No, I don't really. You don't do crowd work? So it depends. Like, I feel like if the if I get up and the room is cold because the host hasn't really warmed the room up. The host then isn't. I, I, I like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like, I'll do a little crowd work just to like get them a little bit like warmed up. But like, I don't really get too like 
you know, like, oh, you guys dating? Oh, I don't do is that, that your brother? Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. just simple. Because I do crowd work, but I like to do like group crowd work. Group, yeah. group crowd like, work. We're gonna all work together. Yes. Yeah. At this, as opposed to like me just like pointing at. Sometimes somebody. I don't even let them answer. It's like just part. It's like for the other members of the That's crowd. Really. That's the problem too, though. It's like when you talk to them, then they think they can talk back the mm-hmm. whole time. Yeah. And it's like this is not a conversation. Yeah. Like, oh, but God. that's all you have to say, really, because that's pretty funny. Like yeah. if you say it in the right timing. Everyone yeah. will laugh at that. Yeah. It's embarrassing for them. <laughs> but like, I just, I just remember like, I, I, like a couple of weeks ago, I did sat at the pair and okay. there was this, the strangest audience. They were super supportive and fun, but they were like super strange. Yeah. N- nobody really laughed. They just said, oh, that's funny. Dude. That's hilarious. Uh, like, they laugh. And, I know. I, I've you know, that. and oh. it's just like, oh, you, they, <laughs> They were really funny. She's funny. It's like you know what I mean. And it was just like, uh, like it's almost like they were like just LOLing, you know. And you're just like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like you're not a human emoji. Like laugh. Like, you know? <laughs> Some people are fucking human emojis now. It's it's legit. I know a bunch of comics, uh, a lot of female comics that like live in their phones. Like it's weird. They'll be like, ah, that's funny when you tell them the joke, but they're just flipping, flipping on on their social media, and it's like, well, all right, I get it. Like get you have like ten thousand followers or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like they're good at it, and like some of my really good friends are just like really good at social media. And like getting their That's shit the up, but it's like they like live need, in their phones. I need an assistant for it because me like, too. I have I no, fucking, oh, terrible at it. I will do a whole show mm-hmm. and then fucking forget to like put anything up about it, like at all. Like straight up, my best shows. Like, I don't I never mention straight up. Nothing on Instagram. Didn't take a picture. Fuck, no. Rodney. What'd you do last day? Oh shit! I had a show. It was great. Might I suggest that if you have a website, you have a widget with your schedule hooked to Google Calendar, and then once you put it in your calendar, it'll automatically upload to your website. I'm just saying. Marissa Smith, school (laughs) Wait, uh, could we talk after? (laughs) (laughs) So, like, then when you get booked for the show, you just put it in your Google Calendar, and it automatically updates in your website. Hmm. I'm just saying. For those of us with websites. You know, <laughs> if you got a website. I don't have a website. Uh, <laughs> under construction. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, uh, Alex, what do you think about OJ getting released? Oh, this one's Ooh. fun. <laughs> I just think it's it's super... Like, how would the people from the 90s like react if they saw how little we gave a fuck about OJ getting released right now? Like, I think it's pretty funny... That Cam Newton saying something uh, to a reporter, which whatever your opinion is on that, it's whatever. That's more like a hot topic than OJ's just walking around like a free man. Because most people in the 90s, they they would. I mean, it was I wasn't around for it, really. I mean, I, I was maybe five years old when that shit happened. But like, oh, that's a dorps. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, I'm 25 by the way. Yeah, I was born in '92. Oh god, (laughs) is that young? I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes it's not though. Some of these comedians like, oh, I started when I was 14. You're like, what the fuck, bro? Started when you were 14. Oh, you can. Oh shit, motherfucker! Goddamn. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all of them. Yeah, you can just throw them all out there. Great. Uh, Great. Yeah. No. No, but uh, yeah. So. The OJ thing to me is like history lesson, but yeah. still it's like the, I don't know. It's just so funny to me how like, okay, like I remember.
remember watching him drive the white Bronco in yeah, the dude, that was in, crazy. In high you were in high school? Yeah. Oh my God, like, that must we were all, like, they had a, <laughs> a, we had like a TV <laughs> in our cafeteria. <laughs> they and bring we were it out all, for that? Like, no, we just had a TV in our cafeteria. Oh, okay. Like, and, and so, okay. like, then, like, we were, like, eating lunch, and we're just like, I don't understand. Why is that truck driving away? That's O.J. Simpson? Why is O.J. Simpson in that Bronco? And, like, we're all just sitting there. We were all late for class. Cause we're like, what's happening right now? It's like, crazy. it was just the craziest thing. But, like, I think that that was, like, definitely one of those, like, Rodney King, like, racial divide. Yes. LAPD. Yeah, while was, while, yeah. While was happening was like definitely like, and I feel like a lot of shit going down. Boy, there was a lot of shit Racial going down. Well, because of that is mm. the reason why he got off. I feel like because maybe no, because based re- on like all the evidence, <laughs> like I'm completely in investigation discovery. Like I love oh, like oh, wow. true crime shit. Cool, and I've definitely like watched like some OJ shit. I've he watched the OJ shit. Yeah. Definitely did that shit. I feel like he did. Definitely did that shit. I, I feel like, it. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. I don't know. But that because he, did. he was Here's, a black man at the time, and like with all the racial shit going and on, he was they didn't lo- beloved like by everyone. Right. Yes, he was like beloved by, by, by black and white people. But like this, alike. this is my feeling on it though is that he would have just hired somebody to do it, unless like, he's just a murderer unless, and he wants right. to like, murder. Well, he I don't know. I don't no, know. No, 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 no. You gotta like, you gotta really get into like this man's like head. He's this like football player. He feels like he owns Nicole. She went and got like a new boyfriend. You gotta remember, she was much younger than him. He's like pissed off and like, no, that's like the like the first time after all this time he's been famous. That's the first time he's gonna kill somebody and he's gonna like be. It wasn't the first time he beat her though. There's yeah, official no, it, it reports. Was, it was definitely an abusive relationship they were mm-hmm. in. Yeah, yeah. He would like they had like a cocaine issue. Yeah. Ray like, Rice didn't kill his wife. No, no, not yet. No, I'm just kidding. Of course not. I love like, Ray. Right, come on. He definitely had like this like ego maniac like mindset where he felt like right. he could probably get away with it. Well, you're probably. Pre- I I tend to agree with you, but I mean. Look, we can't prove that. No. The biggest evidence against him, in my opinion, just like from a personality perspective, is that he fucking wrote that book. If, if I, did, I it. did it. If I like did it. Like basically jerking off in front of everyone saying like, hey, well, this is, I, I, I did it. it. Like, and I got away with it. Well, I, there was also like DNA evidence that like came up after the fact. Like, but if you go to trial and you're acquitted, mm-hmm. then double jeopardy. Yeah. yeah. They can't retry him for that. No. So I, I just feel like he would have just hired somebody. The, my biggest bone of contention with OJ is that he shat upon us. The Kardashians. Wait, I'll, Right. Oh well, yes, yes, yes. Robert Kardashian yeah, was his yeah, yeah, lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Robert Kardashian was his lawyer. Hey, well, let's really get into fast. this because that that like whole like he's so like attached. Man. Like Robert Kardashian was his lawyer. Yep. But he was also seen partying with Chris Kardashian. Uh, right. The rumors are that Chloe is, is his daughter. His daughter. Oh, actual daughter. Just is like, that right? And they look yeah, just, just like, like she his daughter. daughter. Oh, yeah. There. Oh yeah. my god. They're like the same height. You can find like. 
like like photos of like true, OJ man. and Nicole OJ. and Chris <laughs> all partying together. Because oh, Nicole yeah. and Chris were besties. They were some besties. swinging was going on. Yeah, there, hello. Yeah. Sure, for two sure. hot chicks in Beverly Hills. She was fucking amazing. You know, yeah, yeah Chris yeah. was hot back yeah. in the day. Yeah, and and also and so and, was yeah Nicole was yeah she also, was amazing looking. Yeah, it's pretty crazy because even in the nineties, you know when you go back. And you look at old photos, at least for me, because mm-hmm. maybe it's different because I'm younger. But um, when I go back, I'm like, usually, like, you look at these girls that were, like, quote unquote, hot, and you're like, their hair looks stupid, and, like, their nose is big, and you're just like, really? Like, they weren't that amazing. But for some reason, she was like, oh, yeah. You watch those documentaries, and I'm yeah. just like, no, Whoa. She, was, she was gorgeous. Yeah, she. Yeah. <laughs> and he was, like, a big black football player. He was the guy. He was like, an actor, too. I mean, he was yeah. literally. Right, not naked just gun. a football Dude, player. He was in country right. clubs. He was connected. Commercials, yeah. like. Uh-huh. Hurts. He was that Hertz commercial guy. was, like, amazing. Like, yeah. So, so my thing is, all right, so. Regardless, because we could debate for hours if he did it or not. But. Right. Wait, but there's like a whole. Okay, here we go. <laughs> there's a whole Robbie's. reconnection that goes around. Okay. Though. Yeah. So, uh, you got um, the mom, Chris Kardashian, right? Was like friends with like OJ, and then her son, Robert Kardashian, has a baby with Black China. Right. Black China's mom, Tokyo Tony, was Whoa, just you're... on fucking <laughs> Twitter me. this week, like trying to get at OJ. Like, hey, OJ, you know, come over here. Da, 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 da. Like, like and chill or come yeah, over here. Yeah, like, and... no, she's saying, like, come over. I'll, like, pay for your bills. Like, did they hook you up need before? a place to, stay, place to stay. No, they haven't hooked up before. But that's like a whole. But her, oh, yeah. and let me just back up for one yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whoa, mother whoa, whoa, whoa. is Tokyo, Tokyo who? and the daughter is China. Oh, yeah, you I'm know very about confused. Black China I'm with and you. Tokyo I'm, Tony. I know. I've I heard know the name Black, Black China. China. Yes. Okay, but well, I don't Black know China's Tokyo mom Tony. is also a stripper. Better alliteration. Her name is Tokyo Tony. Tokyo Tony. Oh, is Black China a stripper? Yeah. yeah she's oh. like big ass stripper, right? Yeah. Right. She has like a huge, humongous ass stripper. That was all like an Instagram. She was with. Robert Kardashian to have a baby together. Right. Dream Kardashian. Yeah. No, gotcha. I knew that she had a baby with Man, Robert you know, Kardashian, every, but yeah. I don't know. I I'm I'm still that's like my biggest bone of contention with OJ is that he brought the Kardashians upon us. I'm with you on that. A lot like because that definitely gave him clout to be on like E. Well, that was the whole yeah. I mean, and then the father died, and you know, yeah, and the father died, and then Kim had the sex tape that came out. That like, was that the, like that, and, and it, Chris orchestrated that. Yes, and then Ryan Seacrest put the show on the air. So yep. he was the producer originally of oh, the Kardashians. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. So once and now this, they've once had their Ray 10 year anniversary. Uh-huh. It's like it's been 10 years. So since once the sex tape came out, I guess he he just was like let's do a Paris Hilton thing with this. Like he was he jumped on it. Oh, sorry. He jumped on it. I didn't even Hilton know that like, he was involved with that. Oh, yeah. Kim Kim was oh, he Paris Hilton's the show. I'm pretty sure like, he's executive stylist. Stylist. I didn't even know. I don't yeah, watch the show. Still the executive so. producer. Yeah, I don't watch the well, show, so we don't know. I I watch all the shows. Rodney, we know you watch the shows. Like I know Kim used to be um Brandy's stylist. She and was that, Brandy's stylist and Paris Hilton's stylist. And like that's Kim? how she met Ray J yeah. was because oh, she was Brandy's stylist. That's also how she met Kanye West. So she actually so, yeah. did something. Yeah, before she just <laughs> Thank you. did sex tapes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is which is fine. I like Paris's better for some reason. I don't know. The green lighting sucked though. I I don't know. I didn't really watch that. The only oh like, yeah, why would you <laughs> act like every day is your birthday? <sighs> Like, I'm so with you, man. <laughs> and like just the generation of girls that it's produced is like probably my age to 
15 year olds now yeah. are just they're ruined those girls like they're just emulating kim Kardashian. that's their hero well now it's kylie who's pregnant kylie's gorgeous now who is who is her baby <laughs> daddy see that's the whole thing i was waiting to talk about this that, because that was like, wasn't she with take it for like, a while okay so wasn't yeah go on kylie's pregnant i know that but we don't know who the father is is that right? Nobody knows. No, they have not talked about it. Okay, they, but they if know. you watched the last season, of The Kardashians, Kim is looking for a surrogate, and she asked Chloe to be her surrogate. Chloe said no, and so I could see her asking Kylie, and then Kylie having a baby for her sister. This is proving our point. They're using human life as a plot point in their fucking television show. Fuck, it's so true, it's... but it's so juicy. Oh, God. Like... You guys got... And this is why we're going to hell in a handbasket. I mean, look. I mean, but that makes... That... In a handbasket. But wait, wait. What is a handbasket? You... <laughs> why, isn't it just a that. fucking basket? I was thinking about the other day. Like, hell in a handbasket. <laughs> what the fuck is a handbasket? Yeah. Someone just wanted to sound cool. Is a basket. <laughs> made that shit With up. With a handle for your God hands. Damn, can I use that on stage God tonight? Damn. <laughs> that makes it, like, really cool, though, right? If, like, yeah. you have, like sisters mm-hmm. and you have a younger sister and the older sister can't have a baby so the younger sister decides that she'll carry the baby for her i mean i guess that's logical but that's... what if it's just her baby no 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 right because there's one or two options either she's like carrying uh kanye west and kim kardashian's egg inside of her or she's 20 and she's popped up pregnant yeah, that's in could which happen. Case, Twenty, yeah. That's very, you, you know, you're feral. What's the word? Not feral. Right, yeah. Feral. Fertile. Fertile. I'm really bad. Feral. But these terrible, are the Kardashians we're talking about. Like a cat. They don't yeah, like just, a fucking cat. They yeah. don't just come up with like accidents. Okay. Like, right. They're 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 orchestrating this. But that's all right. So up. is it Tigger's baby? Is my question. Like no. Tiger. Tiger. No. Well, Tiger had a baby with Black China. Wait, she, I thought she's Black China had a baby with Rob Kardashian. She did. These people Which are too damn like, shady. That's yes, like agreed. complete. It's like it's a complete weird map of like who's fucking who, and then they have kids together. Mm. It's too much. It's almost like getting to the point of like I don't know, like they're a monarchy or something. Like they, they only. But now Chloe's pregnant too. Like the, this, the skank royalty. Yes, <laughs> but they're royalty exactly. <laughs> If I mean, who else would be royalty if not Kim Kardashian in our modern culture? Like, who's, yeah. who's the queen? Beyonce. Who's the king? Okay, fair enough, Beyonce. Sorry, fair enough, bro. fair enough, Beyonce. <laughs> but she's at least yeah, like in the court. Like a, she's in the royal court. Yeah, she's one of the most famous yeah, yeah, people yeah, alive. She is like in the royal court, but Beyonce doesn't talk to Kim. That's fair. I, I wouldn't either. Wait, because Beyonce's Beyonce a billionaire. the real queen. Yeah. She's well, they're both, like, are they both billionaires? No way Kim's a billionaire yet, right? Uh, Beyonce's like, Beyonce, Beyonce and Jay-Z money. have billions, which is like crazy. Yeah. yeah. They're like... <sighs> I think that was like the point of contention between like Kanye West and Jay-Z. He got married to like Kim and then Beyonce's just like, no, I'm not hanging out with Wow. Him. Yeah, probably. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing it. I, if that's the case, then I respect Beyonce more. She's. I'm with you because I think Kim Kardashian is like toxic. Like that whole show. Oh, they're the worst. And I've had arguments with like, I don't get into arguments with like, like feminism and everything. But like, I've had girls defend it from a feminist perspective and say like it's a feminine show and like that's good for. I was like, are you serious? Like, 
I usually don't get into arguments. But I, I, like, okay, I could, I could see you, how that that could be like a crazy thought. It's process. crazy, but they are like it's like a kind of girl power because it's like sisters. Like you have all these sisters. That's what their point was. And a mom, That's what their point was. Like yeah. you don't really see like yeah, there's women. No, there's no patriarchal. Oh, there's sorry. no there's no there's guys. no patriarchal like person. There's no guys. Yeah. I mean the okay. guys that are there, not like they're using them, but like yeah. They're the main character. Yeah, they're the, the they're the subplots, whatever. Yeah, but and I get that. But it's and like, you get to see like because I'm, I'm a fan. I watch, and Rodney. yeah, I know. That's okay, I know. man. I know. I know. It gets and hey, hey, in a different room, you'd be like the coolest person for saying that. But this is I'm just, very true. You know, we're not into it. <laughs> I mean, I know Marissa isn't. She's looking at her phone. She's upset. Our guest is lost. Lost? <laughs> it was not very hard to find. <laughs> He's like, this... I'm by the diner. Um... What diner? <laughs> Wait, if you look out the window, you can see the diner. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> is that the diner in Manhattan? <laughs> Bro, right. If you're listening, you gotta go one block up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys listening? But oh, we we need to take a quick break, and we also oh. have a caller on, so we're gonna take oh, a wow. real fast break before we go. Alex, where can everyone see you next? Yes. So I guess tonight's too late, but um, I co-host a monthly show at the Standing Room with uh, Derek Thompson, another hilarious comedian. Um, the Standing Room is in Long Island City. I'm trying to remember the address. Either way, it's every second Tuesday of the month. Um, this month, they're doing a fundraiser, so our next show is October seventeenth, which is the third Tuesday. Okay, if that's too confusing. But we gotta, we have a great lineup. Um, and where can everyone find you on social media? It, everything is Alex Pachera. So as long as you you can spell my name, then how do you spell your name, Alex? That's P I S C H E R A. All right, I got pictures E R A. Yeah, I'm really like amazing at promoting myself. There you Clearly. Go. I, so we're Thank here you. to help. <laughs> I really need to know. <laughs> All right, you guys. So we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Uh, this is Big Dog Brewski. Oh, no, this woman is different. She's incredible. She's just like me. She talks like me. She acts like me. I just realized what's going on. Now I know what I've been looking for all these years. Myself. <laughs> Still, I know we could kick it without the 
soccer ball. So tell the haters trying to knock us, go and knock it off. The main reason me and Chica even got involved. She hold me down like a bodyguard. Stop it, y'all. If you scared, you should have got a dog. You think I'm slipping, homie? Not at all. But for her love, I will trip and fall. Don't need no favors, cause we get it on. She swing it over like a kitchen door. I'm going hard for my enterprise. I see the future staring in the sky. I need a medic with some pretty eyes. Yeah, just hop up on that elevator. I can't help it no more way here. You know where I'm about to take you for some
Flawlesstracks.net. Hey guys, this is Big Talk and Brewskis. I'm Marissa Smith. Um, I'm back with Rodney Daniels. What's up, guys? Alex Pachera. I'm still here. <laughs> and we've got a caller on the line. Uh, this is Marissa. Who do we have on the line? This is Brian. Marissa, how are you? Hey, Brian. How you doing? I'm doing good, thanks. Thanks for holding. We're still actually waiting for another guest that is uh, having a little technical difficulty with his Google Maps, but he should be here <laughs> shortly. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, Brian, how was your week? Uh, it was pretty rough, actually, to tell you the truth. Um, just uh, overwhelmed with running a successful company and taxes and deadlines and all kinds of paperwork, which isn't fun. So, uh Oh, what can I say? You know, I'm knee deep in paperwork and and hating it. To tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. Ugh. That is the uh, worst. It happens from time to time. You know, we all got to go through this. Is part of uh, you know, it's part of the perils and pitfalls of climbing the ladder, I guess, and being more successful. Right? You can't do everything you love all all day every day. You got to kind of do some of the of the crappy stuff too. You know, like right. changing the garbage and cleaning the bathroom. Exactly. I mean, if work was supposed to be fun, it would be called vacation. Yeah, exactly. So, are, are you an entrepreneur, sir? I am. Well, I think the reason why Marissa has me on is I'm actually a stand-up philosopher. <laughs> I just launched my career, and her and I had a great conversation. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I have a mind-body product that makes products for stress, anxiety, depression, which, as you know, is a lot of what comedians help to ameliorate by making people laugh at their emotional angst and yes. uh, despair. You know, right. that's really cool, man. So yeah, now, it's like the red pill or the blue pill in, in, in the Matrix. I <laughs> sell those things. <laughs> <Kind> <laughs> of. <laughs> Which one do you choose, Brian? Yeah. <laughs> um, it depends on the day, right? I think most of us are stuck in the illusion. And, and, you know, as that guy said, that steak is fake, but it tastes so good and I'm enjoying it. Mm. And yet sometimes, uh, as, you know, comedians know, we're agents provocateur. We help to provoke people to question the reality of their assumptions yeah. about the world, right? And to really push and look at the bullshit and superstitions and prejudices and, you know, uh, what's the word, intrinsic racism and all this crap that we hold as being who we are and what we value, and that's really what we all, we both are as philosophers and comedians, as agents of change. So, yeah, I'm, I'm like everybody else, and sometimes I have my moments where I want to stay in the illusion and hold on to what I think is real. And then other times I'm forced to, uh, you know, gaze out into the cosmos and say, you know, there's something else going on here. I want to explore that, you know, and get some balls or courage and fucking venture out, you know. Fuck or get on yeah, stage man. and make somebody laugh at me or with me, right? Exactly. Uh, like, do not fade into that dark. Um, so now, Brian, what do you think is, like, the most effective way that comedians or philosophers can really affect change and really um, be a part of, of making people think and 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 kind of uh, buck against the status quo? Well, I mean, as you know, we're really, you know, we're both... The same. I mean, um, let's look at the history of, of comedy. You have, um, geez, I mean, from Penn and Teller, who really have become now skeptics, right? And they're also comedians, entertainers of sorts. You have uh, the depressive, uh, you know, but beautiful comedian who committed suicide. Um, what's his name? Um, the the uh, actor, uh, I forget it. Robin, Robin Williams, Williams is an example, oh, yeah. right? You have Woody so Allen. You have um, George Carlin, one of the great all-time philosophers uh, who became a comedian, as an example, right? It's... Uh, you know, it's great to poke fun and make people laugh. And I guess in a sense, um, by getting their guard down and entertaining them, then they're more able to uh, to question, right, what, what they assume is 
uh, reality. Right. Uh, so, you know. No, absolutely. And we've got uh, Tommy McQuellen with us. <laughs> McQuellen, but thank you. McQuellen, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, no worries. Sorry I was late. Thanks it, for having me. Yeah, no problem. So, uh, Tommy, how was your week going? Uh, well, let me put it this way. I was looking for 120. The address. So okay, okay. did I type in one? No, nope, you didn't. I'm just stupid. Did <laughs> 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 I give him like the wrong address? No, like, no, like you walk by, I'm like you're lo- directionally challenged. Yeah, it happens. I kept looking at the build. I'm like, it looks like it would be 125, and it wasn't. <laughs> uh, that was. Good. Is that guy still on the line? Yeah, yeah, he's still. Cool. On the line. What are we talking about? Uh, we were talking about uh philosophy and comedy and how it's uh. It's meant to be agent provocateurs. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, I agree with... I don't know what agent provocateurs mean, so I'm just going to agree when I don't. That's all I do. Nod your head and shake things. heads. Exactly. Yes. Make them uncomfortable. Wait, one Wait more what time? was that? Oh, I said, well, agent provocateurs. We, we provoke people, right? We make them laugh at themselves. David, can you turn or we, you know, we are agents of change, in a sense. That, right. That's what agent provocateur is. I yes. couldn't agree more. I just, this is Alex. I just want to say, I, uh, you put things really eloquently, and I wish I speak, spoke like you. Uh, and I try yeah, to speak. But you're fucking funny. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't make people laugh. Oh, <laughs> I think you're funny too, man. And you I could be. And want to go and like you know commit suicide. <laughs> well, really, no, there was a very dark element, as you know. Really, I Absolutely. think philosophy and and I mean that's the thing is that when you push people out of the realm, the box of what society tells you as a human being or a human mind, you risk. You know, existential angst, right? I mean, Robert Williams is a great idea, yeah. example of somebody who was depressed, you know, because we all deal personally with a lot of deep emotions, like, what the fuck am I down here for? What's my meaning? What's, right. you know, these are deep existential questions that most of us just bury under the facade of, well, I'll just get a fucking breast implant or lip implants and watch Kim Kardashian on TV and get the bling bling and chase what society tells me is going to make me happy. And then you realize, I'm not fucking Dude, I absolutely still, so think like, you're right, but I also think you do a lot of drugs, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, dude, I'm, I mean, she'll tell you, I'm Mr. Health Conscious. I go to the gym, I meditate, I, I don't... I barely even drink, actually. I should probably do more drugs. I mean, the only thing I really do is something called ayahuasca, which I don't know if you guys even know what that of is. Of course. Yeah. That is not a recreational well, drug. I've so done it know. once. No one does that stuff for fun. What's, done it once. what's ayahuasca? Yeah, I have no idea. It's amazing. Ayahuasca is a sacred plant medicine that's been around for about five or 6,000 years by the shaman of the uh, Amazon, mm-hmm. and they use it to help people... Uh, transcend this world to really, in a sense, journey into other dimensions or other ways of seeing and perceiving reality. <laughs> you, you, and just, wait, you, wait, wait, you just use the word transcend in the, reference. You know, and Silicon Valley geniuses, Google, Facebook, all the Wall Street, you know, everyone who wants to be like cutting edge and become more creative or insightful is doing this as, as a tool to enhance and accelerate. Dude, I'm sorry. I didn't change. catch your name because I just got here because I'm bad with directions as we just covered. What, what, what's your name? Just because I want to talk to you. I, I don't know your name. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. My name is Brian. Brian? Cool, Brian. And what do you yeah. do for a living? Uh, well, I'm, I'm a stand-up philosopher, and I also um, create pills to make people feel better, emotional pills for depression and anxiety and stuff. You know, natural stuff, not drugs. But, That's cool. Yeah, I mean, you, like, you can uh, just say unemployed. Way, we won't right? judge. It's all like uh, <laughs> I'm same just kidding. thing, really. That was mean-spirited. No, I was just kidding. I'm unemployed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean it mean. No. I, just, so, I just want to know what it's going to cost me to transcend. Like, I'm looking to get some of that. Yeah. What's you, that going to cost? Well, <laughs> Brian could probably answer, but I, I've had experience with it once. You actually have to travel to Central America. I got to go to Central America. I mean, you so... Could, correct me if I'm wrong. 
sir, online. No, I mean, well, it's gotten so popular now, there are actually shaman in Manhattan. I mean, I read Ooh, an article Manhattan in Manhattan here. Any night, you get like several <laughs> dozen ayahuasca ceremonies going on. That's how popular really? this uh, journeying or this work has gotten among uh, certain groups, you know. But yeah, I went I went to Peru my first time to do it. Yeah, Brazil, yeah, that's where I was. To do it again with a shaman just to make sure I knew what I was doing. But Same. like, don't, aren't you like sick for days? And like, don't you like no. poo yourself? You feel sick. Like you're sick for hours, hours, but you know what? It's almost like you're emotionally vomiting as yep. your physical. It feels so good to like vomit up all that emotion because <laughs> you have no idea wait. what's in your mm. unconscious mind. Wait, I mean, wait, we wait. have a little thin surface of the ocean called our I'm conscious gonna mind. I'm going to vomit for hours, but I'm going to feel great. You think that's reality, and there's this fucking ocean of both light and dark down inside, really. Like, you know, millions of years of evolution are encoded into our DNA, and it's all there underneath the surface, and ayahuasca opens up all those doors, and it's a fucking roller coaster ride through a wormhole down Alice in Wonderland's rabbit hole all within the span of three or four hours, and it's fucking terrifying and also cosmically transcending, I, really. I, so I feel the pretty, vomiting feels great, believe it or not. I feel Whoa. a pretty large, like, emotional release like you were talking about when I jerk off, so mm. I, I was feel like <laughs> that's got to be the same as I was also going to say, do I go through a butthole when I'm going through all these, like, wormholes? Like, does well, that happen? I mean, you know, what, you know what's so fucking funny is that if you think about it, your hand or a vagina really, in a sense is like a six-inch wormhole, because if you think about it, okay. you're in, in taking a small little sample of that feeling of creation, right? The creative spark that you get from jerking off or having sex. Nah, dude, I've had sex, like and it's way better when it's not. That wormhole. So yeah, in a sense, a vagina is like a six-inch wormhole into, you know, the transcendence of I get of a creative spark when I jerk off, though, so... <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I nap after... Um, no, I, I just I, get I, hungry and go to sleep. Yeah, same. <laughs> I was gonna say I totally. Is it Brian? I'm Brian, sorry. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Bri- Brian. Yeah. I no. I I definitely um, agree with all those points. I mean, I with a bunch of comedians in the room, we're obviously always uh, gonna make fun of the over eagerness and stuff. But like, how are you not on Adderall? Like the way you're speaking right now, like are you, this is all natural energy you got. Yeah, he's super yeah, energetic. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, damn. you know, I'm just intensely passionate. I'm about, jealous, man. About the raison d'etre of our existence. I mean, really, what the fuck are you down here for, man? If not to, you know, what does Thoreau say, right? Um, most men lead, lead lives of quiet desperation and go to the grave right. still with the song still in them. I mean, for me, it's all about finding that fucking song and being able to really share that journey with everybody. And that's what you guys get this because in your, your deepest core as a comedian, having the ball to get up on stage and risk the humiliation of that, um, you're pushing the envelope. So you definitely get that. And everyone does. Everyone has that inside them, I think. You know? So maybe I'm just a little more expressive about making people wake up and realize, look, this is what you're here for, to find the fucking song in you and to sing it. Yeah, you're definitely a motivational cool. speaker. Because, like, you know, like, we, like, pretty much, like, exert ourselves, like, on stage for, like, five minutes. We're just like, ah, I told <laughs> ten dick jokes. I'm done. Um, I, blew, I blew my load. I'm done. I, yeah, yeah, I, I blew I it. <laughs> I don't let someone applause you because then you're done for a week. Um, but <laughs> you're still <laughs> shaking afterwards. <laughs> you're like, oh, my God. They, they really like they me. Um, but... <laughs> So now, what would you say was, if, if like, because how many times have you done ayahuasca? Um, altogether now, 16 times. Wow. 16 times? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I was not expecting that answer. Um, but, 
Uh, so now my, my question is, is that out of all the times that you've done ayahuasca, what is the biggest takeaway that, that you've had, like the, um, your moment of enlightenment that, that you're just like, you know, something this, this kind of puts it all in perspective. Oh, it's, it's, first of all, you have to understand that the experience you will have if you're ready, you know, if you prepare and you're ready for it, uh, is beyond your mind. Like, in other words, you think your imagination is unlimited, but it's not. And ayahuasca makes you realize, holy shit, I had no idea that I really have the brain of a fucking cockroach. That's what ayahuasca, it gives you alien intelligence. I mean, the reason why we make gods out of people like Christ and the Buddha is because they devoted their entire life to, to really doing the same work that ayahuasca does for us within, you know, maybe a night or something like that. They, they, you know, most people that have these contemplative lives achieve what I would call godlike or alien intelligence. And so, of course, that's why Christ and the Buddha are revered as gods. And so what I'm trying to put into words to you here is something that really cannot be described because the human mind cannot grasp and articulate it in words. It's beyond words. It's, it's, it's in a realm that's beyond the mind in a sense. But I can say to you that, you know, one particular experience was when I, I came out of it and the, the cosmos was literally, like, flowing through me. Like, I... The, the Brian, the person that I identify as myself, in a sense, did not exist. It was as if, you know, I was a wave that thought I was an individual, and I realized in that moment, oh, my God, I'm also the fucking ocean, and I can be, I'm being it. I'm feeling it right now. Like, there's no one here. There's no one at home to be hurt. There's nothing to be afraid of. It was just, like, such an emotional release. Were you naked and crying when you woke up? That we hold as our identity, really, is what it is. So you kind of had a connection with like your unity to everything, like it, like uh, kind of like when when you say you're the wave and the ocean, it's it's like you're kind of a part of it all. Well, yeah, but you're not a part. Actually, it's more of the experience of not being a part. Not you're not connected. How can you connect something which is one? Right? Can you connect the number one to itself? You know what I mean? It's like you know, it's almost like saying there's a circle. Where does the circle begin? There's no connection. There's no part, right? The circle is the whole in a sense, right? So what I'm saying to you is that, no, there's no experience of disconnection to have to even describe a sense of connection. It really just is, again, it's, it's hard to describe. It's the collapse of duality. How about that? Because here we are in this world. Okay. Man, woman, night, day, good, bad, black, white, up and down. You know, we have to judge things, of course. And this other world that you can go into is the paradoxical collapse of duality, and what you experience is something that is beyond duality. And so the mind, the human mind, cannot really grasp at that. Wow, everything is truth, right? Like Gandhi said, the seven blind men feeling the elephant, one says it's fat, one says it's got hairy tail. They're all right, but for the man that sees all seven men, he says they're both right and wrong. He goes, I want to be that man that sees the rightness of everybody, in a sense, right? That's really what the collapse of duality is, and that's kind of what Gandhi and Christ and Buddha are really t- trying to teach all of us, in a sense, right? It, that it's all connected, and and, and there is no individual because we're all uh, we're all is some of our whole. Yeah, it's just one cosmic flow of information and intelligence. I mean, and it's the beautiful thing about this is that science is now really beginning to unwrap the same wisdom that these ancient teachers said. Actually, I mean, you know, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole too much, but right. you know, self is an illusion. 
Um, you know, we have bacteria that control more of our intellect and our psychology than even we do. I mean, like, the whole explosion of what our gut does as far as affecting our emotions and our psyche, I mean, it's amazing. Like, so we're really a, a little ecosystem of bacteria and human cells that together create this illusion of who you are. And meanwhile, when science studies it, you know, just like the way atoms disappear into nothingness, right? Well, wow, look, the atom is mostly protons and neutrons and electrons, mostly vastly space. Let's go deeper. Oh, quantum particles, they don't even exist. They kind of flash in and out of existence. They can travel faster than the speed of, of light can, and they can be in two places at once. It's like so fucking weird. How can a particle be in two places at once, right? Quantum physics is deeply philosophical because it, tra- it just blows our minds, you know what I mean? But right. here we go. Science is discovering that, yeah, there are other worlds, other ways of looking at things, and I think things like deep meditation or ayahuasca can really help you experience, and hopefully maybe live from that, too, which is a really beautiful place to live from, because you're fucking free, you know what I mean? That's what we all really want, is to be free and be unencumbered with all the shit that life seems, I mean, even gravity, think about it, gravity's a fucking bummer, it fucking sucks you down, you gotta resist, you get up. I gotta be honest, man, like, like, Brian, like, so I know I've, like, made some jokes and stuff, I didn't mean it in a mean way like i you're super <laughs> passionate about it and i think that's awesome but i'm gonna be honest with you you fucking lost me <laughs> i have no idea what's going on well no i've heard that all the time everyone says everything you, you say you have to write like a fucking <laughs> 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 he's with you because he does a lot of drugs i'm not uh, i mean I, I was with you and i don't do any drugs but uh i I just read a lot. Um, I, I, <laughs> I, I just watch a lot of YouTube videos. Yeah, I watch I a lot like, of YouTube videos. I feel like I'm on both wavelengths. Like, I'm kind of lost. Like, I can kind of, like, understand certain things. It's like, uh... uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've watched enough quantum physics stuff that it really does blow your dick off if you if you understand it. And stuff. I mean, but so. what if you never but had it, a dick to begin with? I, well, then it's just oh. you're, you're ahead of the game. What if you stuck your dick in something and it was blown off anyways? That sounds oh. awful. I don't know what that would be like. Nirvana. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Tommy. Hi. Uh, so now... <laughs> Did we, did we talk about your week? What's going on with you? Oh my god, I just not just been doing comedy and work. I went in on audition la- yesterday. That was hey, hey. that was crazy, yeah, you know. And then not nothing nothing too much. Just you know working on some stuff and comedy. Yeah, got some shows coming up. Uh, what were you on audition for? Uh, just some commercial. Something my agent sent me on. It was like a commercial web series thing. I think oh, cool. like a web series thing. I think yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had to fall. With a bunch of boxes and oh, get okay. up and do it again. So, Ooh, and yeah. are you like again. all bruised up? No, I don't know. I just kind of, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not yeah. bruised up, so. So you That's just fall gently. You got to get up and do it again. Yeah, do it again. Do it oh, again. The takes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. Too many takes. Who? Uh, uh, it's just, oh, sorry, go on. No, no, it's cool. I, I, I like Brian. Did he call in or who? No, do you want? You yeah, guys know him? Yeah, no, I, I know. I don't. Brian, are you still on? Yeah, I'm so hungry. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, he left. No, no, I, I just didn't know if we lost our connection. Because, like, but. I came in kind of mid-conversation, so I didn't know, like, what, who, I don't I don't know how we yeah. got here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I... think what Marissa had me on for, Marissa, correct me if I'm wrong, is that you, you went on a conversation about how, you know, comedians, I think, have a responsibility and, and a, a role to play in helping to foment change in society because you know yes you can be like Howard Stern and talk about you know dicks and farts and all that like low lowest common denominator comedy or you can be like George Carlin and maybe Chris Rock 
that points fun, or Woody Allen, that points fun in a more existential and metaphysical way to really challenge people to look at things, right? I mean, and that's really, I think her and I really aligned and was that the, you know, I think the responsibility that I think comedians have, in a sense, as being people that can help to implement change in society by making people uh, laugh at themselves and realizing the bullshit they hold on to, right? Brian, I, I respectfully disagree with you i agree with you in the sense that comedians can make a change in some like i definitely think george Collins, john stewart obviously it's been proven that he's had uh, like a big influence but i don't think that it's their responsibility or that comedians should go in with the intent to make a change i think that your first and foremost responsibility as a comedian is to be funny and make an audience laugh find your audience and present the material in a funny way and if you make a change or you make a good point in the midst of doing that, I think that's awesome. But I don't think that you should ever, as a comedian, go in with the responsibility that uh, I'm going to make a change because then it's like, okay, but shouldn't being funny and entertaining the audience be your first? Maybe yeah, not even no, entertaining totally the audience. No, you're, you call me on that one, and you're right. Yeah, definitely. No, I mean, no, but I, being an entertainer is something that's, like that's, that's as a comedian. So I like think that that's a disconnect, important. and I think that that's more of a modern notion because yeah. um, when comedy and, and, and particularly stand up uh, began, like you know, probably uh, medieval times, it was the court jester, and they basically were the only ones that could speak against authority and speak against royalty and speak against the king and speak against the queen and you could um, you could be the voice of the people and say the things that the population wanted to say to the king yes, but, totally. oh my god great point yes. you, you know and, and so I wow. think that in modern times we've kind of gotten out of the moral implications of 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 what being a a, a jester or a satirist was and we I, I and to be honest with you i think it's it's kind of like the the, the age of dane cook where you know you have <laughs> Uh, a website and you get a bunch of followers and you appropriate other people's material you just change a couple of things here and there oh, but as long as true, you um yeah i i've been in this game for a minute um <laughs> but like you know i only look new um oh. but like <laughs> and, and i think that we have come away from our roots uh, where we are those 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 change agents, where we are the voice of the people, and we've kind of moved to a direction of being pop culture. We went from being Shakespeare to being a Kardashian, and I think that's just because. That's a harsh. Great point. Great <laughs> oh, point. Definitely. I feel, and like, you know, I'll, actually, I, just to back you up, uh, and there's no there's no right here. It's a matter. No, of there's opinion, no right but, or wrong. You know, mm. Fact. I'm just going from historical yeah. perspective, but you know, you know there's no right or wrong. Cornell West and Cornell West always <laughs> yeah. calls out, Here's um, you know, young black uh, entrepreneurs and successful people saying, "Hey, you've sold out." You know, like, there's no more like Martin Luther King. I mean, because Cornell West is a modern day black intellectual that has said, "You know, we've lost our way, Black America," and so that's a good example. And so I would say, in the same light, you're calling comedians to task also, and I think you made a really good point, Marissa. Um, you know, Thanks, Brian. I, I agree. I, 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 as a black gay comedian, what what? Uh, <laughs> I feel like where my gays at? Where, where my gays at? Where my blacks at? Like I feel like uh, when I go on stage, I definitely have to like show a point. I actually say that like this is what I am. So there's not a question 
to like anybody in the audience as to what I'm about to talk about. I'm about to give you a yeah. black gay perspective. And I feel like that gives me a voice in this crazy world where you know, oh. people like don't have voices. Oh, and abs- absolutely. But in terms of like making like a big political movement you know what i mean like when you first get when you get on stage but that is a political movement because being black and being gay is something that it's political it's very political that's true and just saying that in itself puts people in a different perspective because i do shows where i host and there are people in the audience that are they have never met a black guy and they've never met a gay guy they've never met the combination I right. you, like, I talk I've about done... sucking dick. <laughs> so shit gets really say. real. Right. Like, you know. <laughs> well, and I'd say that that's changed a lot, too, because, like, mm-hmm. 10 years ago, like, you would only see a gay host in a gay room on a gay show. That's true. And, yeah. like, now, like, you're starting to see, like, more gay hosts on mainstream shows in clubs. That used to be, like, if, if I was doing a gig, at, like, on Christopher Street on a Sunday at 10 p.m., then I'd have a gay host. The gayest right. hour on the gay But I've, I've, been, you doing, know I mean? I've been hosting but, at Broadway Comedy Club Friday yeah. nights yeah. being gay and Amazing. being black. Yes. You know, and, You're the and best like, host I've had doing that 10 p.m. show. Thank you. Rodney. I, you know, I mean it. But, it was he's a great host. Fun. He really is. <laughs> but, like, you know, I, I know, like, when I first started producing and I wanted to have, like gay comics on my shows that like I had to be very careful about like the kind of gay I'm booking because it's like if I'm booking a very flamboyant gay then it wasn't so much that I didn't think they were funny or they weren't deserving of the spot I didn't want to put someone in the situation where you have the audience reacting to them in a negative way and then they're having a negative feeling about me about my show about my audience and then I feel like you know over the past 10 years like that's definitely changed like you know I've had trans people that have been hosts on my shows, like, you know, like drag queens on shows. Like, there wasn't so much of a mixture. It was like, even I'd say eight years ago, it was like there were gay shows and there were straight shows and there wasn't really that much of a mixture. And, like, I kind of always wanted to have somebody gay on my show, but I would probably put someone that was very, like, nonchalantly gay on the show. Right, you know. As I think about my material that I'm doing based on the audience and, like, what I'm doing, if I'm hosting, if I'm just going up, like, I really think about, like, me being gay, me being black, what jokes I'm going to do to make, like, the audience comfortable, yeah. like, but still make them laugh. Mm. It's it's a whole process. But you're like a great, and, and I don't mean this in an offensive way, but you're a great transitional gay because like you've got that like <laughs> Midwestern nice, and yeah, so like really, nobody yeah. can be mad. Like like even because I see you're it curious. happen in the audience. It's like you get up there like hey guys, and you're just like so like bubbly and effervescent, and then you're just like, and then I was sucking this dick, and then like you just see like <laughs> pearls clenched. Like so it's great. just oh, like oh yeah, I love it's it. like so a great. pearl clencher, Ooh. but oh. then they're just like <laughs> oh that. That's that Rodney. He just sucks the dick, girl. Like, you know? <laughs> you know, I, I like to, you know, and he's in there. And then I fuck the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> and then you talk about the old Juby balls, and it's a great time. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh God. Um, 
So uh, now, uh, Tommy. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm trying. Like, it's like, how do I segue? There's no segue. No, Just get cool. into it. Um, so now, like, are you finding it hard to have relationships and be in comedy at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> well, not. I don't even think it's comedy. I think it's just I'm a mess. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of part of, like, why anybody does comedy because we're yeah. all messes. Yeah. On the first segment, I was talking about, like, how I don't really, like, tell people that, like, I'm a comic until, like, I feel it. People like, you're I dating. Feel yeah. it. People I'm dating, like, if we're talking, like, then I throw it in there. Yeah. Like, at a certain, like, when do you tell people that you're a comic? Honestly, right from the get-go. And that's probably, yeah, it's probably a mistake on my part. That's why things don't work out. Like, another thing is, like, I, uh, I write, I write about stuff that happens and then, like, and then I'll, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't use anybody's name, but it's, like, if they hear it, they're, like, oh, that's, that's about us. And I'm, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, for, <laughs> for me, like, what I do, like, if, if I'm dating somebody, if it's, like, a negative joke, like, I write the joke, but I don't tell the joke until we break up. And then <laughs> I just have, like, one of those, like, Taylor Swift, like, six months of, like, breakup jokes. And uh, <laughs> like, oh, actually, I have a, uh, that's hilarious. That's really but like while we're dating, it's like I don't, I don't tell it. Like you know, if it's a, like if it's not, if it's a neutral joke or a positive joke about like the guy that I'm dating, then I'll tell it. But if it's like a negative joke that I think that like we're probably gonna fight about, then it's like I, I put that in the back pocket until we break up. And then like once we break up, then it's like I'm just like on the breakup tour, mm. and I just have like like breakup one, jokes. One time, and this is the only time I've ever done. On it um i wrote a joke and it like it it had her name in it right i'll say the joke but i won't use her name. i'll just use a country's name um so it was like i was dating this girl her name was the united states and sim- similar to the country united states she's had a bunch of black guys inside her right Ooh. yeah oh i know it's dark and mean but she like was really into it like she thought it was funny and i uh-huh. was like that's really cool right and then she would that but then like, the next day, she was like, yeah, I thought that joke was really funny. You should tell it on stage. Also, I told my dad the joke. And I was like, oh, oh you told your dad? Like, this girl nasty. I was like, how did that How did that <laughs> go? And she goes, no, like, but English isn't his first language. So I had to, like, elaborate on the joke and be like, no, like, many men entering me sexually. And I was like, well, that's hilarious. But also, I don't ever want to meet your dad now because he knows that I... Or- so did her horrifying. did your dad try to stab you at some point her dad i never met her dad we didn't we didn't laugh. it was only like a month oh, okay it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't long okay oh, shit. i hate to be abrupt but i have to go do a show yeah no alex totally crushed <laughs> yeah. it tonight thanks oh, for stopping that stage, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah karaoke sometimes yeah I, we do it on fridays absolutely. karaoke after the big talk right. uh but Next yeah time. like have a good set and we'll Thank see you. you soon i hope i do uh, so now, Thanks Brian. I'll miss you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, do you feel that there is a mind-body connection? Uh, well, I mean, we know there is. I mean, just scientifically, of course. I mean, you guys know the same thing, right? Uh, you give somebody a hug, uh, physically, of course, and you feels good because you your body releases uh, serotonin. You have an orgasm and you feel like in love with somebody because your body releases oxytocin. So, yeah, the mind-body connection is very real. And, you know, how, how strong or how deep you want to go down that connection depends on how much work you're willing to do, really. 
So now, like, how, like, what do you mean in that, like, by that, like, how much work you're willing to do to... How many times do you want to have sex with them? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, sure. I mean, if you have a baby, well, I'm just, you know, I'll use another example. You have a baby, you release, like, you know, an ocean of oxytocin, and so mothers typically fall in love with their infants, which is really good, because that makes them better mothers, of course, as an example, you know. So, uh, well, I, what I mean in general, though, is that if you want to really have a, a strong habit or a strong muscle, like Arnold Schwarzenegger's biceps... You can't go to the gym once and then you're going to get that great body. You've got to be very consistent and disciplined, of course, right? And so the same thing with uh, any kind of spiritual. I mean, think about it. Jesus had the 12 disciples. The word disciple means disciplined one. So, of course, you have to be committed and consistent. If you want to be a great comedian, you have to be able to write and rewrite and get up on stage and risk failing, of course, to become you know, a really good comedian, and to know, really, in a sense, how to move and how to articulate with your, you know, with your communication, with your hands, all that kind of stuff, because a lot of your delivery, I'm sure, guys, or your communication, uh, you know, is nonverbal, right? It's got to right. be more than just, like, you know, your ability to, to say something funny. No, definitely. So, my point is, yeah, so now, there's a great mind-body connection. How, how do you exercise that uh, connection between your mind and your body? I mean... I think the most effective way, and again, this is the way that we have made people into gods, is by not doing, by not doing actually, really, I mean, really not doing anything. Um, the, 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 the art of doing nothing, uh, you know, in a sense, really, which is what meditation or mindfulness is, really, is the way to, in a sense, unravel that neuroplastic matrix inside your brain and rewire it any way you want to, in a sense, really. That's what, and they're finding out now scientifically that you know, meditation does so many positive things, reducing stress and anxiety and people losing weight and reversing diseases and PTSD. I mean, the Marines are doing meditation now. I mean, actually, everyone's doing it, seriously. Everyone who is like, on the cutting edge of what the science is, from Silicon Valley to Wall Street to the Marines to the Pentagon, they're all implementing meditation practices because they're realizing this makes everybody, in essence, a better version of themselves. And so if you guys want to be better performers, you would definitely be served well by practicing uh, doing nothing, by sitting and watching your monkey mind or your, the bag of thoughts inside your head try to distract you and pull you away from doing nothing. And then, of course, you catch it. You bring it, bring it back, and you start over again, focusing on your breath or a candle or whatever you want to focus on. But what happens, of course, is if you keep doing it, you get better at it, and eventually you begin to have this sense of calm and control, and you find everything in your life, in a sense. You become, you become less attached. When someone says you suck on stage, instead of going and having a drink and like, you know, getting drunk because of that, or, or you know, someone dumps you, a boyfriend or girlfriend dumps you, instead of getting depressed about it, you're like, oh, there's no one here to get hurt anymore, you know, in a sense. You liberate the self from the attachment to all the you know, tribulations of this world, in a sense. Like, I've so definitely really- tried to meditate before, but like, to be honest with you, I suck at doing nothing. Because like, I can't even sit on the beach and do nothing. Because like, I can sit there for about 10 minutes and I'm like, all right, I've seen the water, I'm in the sand, uh, what's next? And, like, I, I, I have a hard time meditating, and then, like, I, and even doing yoga, I have a hard time, because then I, I'm just like, all right, like I, I, like, I have a hard time just clearing my head, and then I start focusing on the, like, well, why can't I clear my head? Everyone else is clearing their head. Uh-huh. Like, why can they think about yeah. nothing, and I can't think about nothing? Have, have you tried? There's this thing... I, uh, it's a type of meditation per se. I use it. I can't follow, like, 
I I always have to meditate before bed because I can't fall asleep. That's, oh wow! It's, yeah, I, my brain is nuts. It's called ASMR. Have you ever? It's so like so. Some people have it. Some people don't. You know how like when someone whispers in your ear and like it might give you like kind of like a tingly type feeling. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of like that type of thing. It's weird at first. Yet once you get past like, oh, this is fucking weird. Like it's cool, but it's like literally just somebody like doing like trigger noises or like whispering to you, and it sort of gives you. At least for me, it gives me this like calmness, and I'm finally able to fall asleep. That's great. I'm glad it works. Yeah, definitely. Wow. There's a lot of stuff. A lot, a lot of technology now is getting into it. I mean, like, you know, Shark Tank has uh, just last uh, two days ago uh, this new app because everyone's writing apps now for meditation and mindfulness, you know, and so it's, expl- it's exploding. It really how, is. How do you do thing, that? You like, you know, right now. it's on YouTube. Okay, so you like watch a YouTube video. Yeah, there's like a whole community for it on YouTube. It's like every, there's a bunch of people that have like a different page. Hmm. It's really cool. Uh, really weird too. Like, cause it's literally do they just say things it to you. Sounds like what are they whispering in your ear? I don't know. They're like, <laughs> like it's made. It's not really words. It's just like give me your social security number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Satan is alive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's the it's, beast has horns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's it's more like just sounds i know that's weird but it's like it's just very calming like i can't even do it what they do you just it's kind of weird it's it's not kind of it's really weird but like and there are definitely people like when you watch it you're like oh somebody gets off to this and then that makes you feel even more weird but it's like (laughs) i i I just want to go to sleep so like it helps me that's what i I use it all right and what is it called again tommy asmr it's an acronym for some i i don't even know what asmr yeah oh it's like a, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. So now, uh, Tommy, you just recently moved to the city, right? Yeah, I lived in Westchester for a couple of years while I was in school, and then I just, yeah, I just moved to the city. Okay, so um, what are your thoughts on city people versus Westchester people? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm like familiar with the city because I've been coming in and doing stand-up, you know, forever. So like, not forever, for since I've been here. But um, it's not really any different. In where, my experience, where do you live? I live I live on Staten Island, like which I know oh. some people don't count that, but like no, well, it counts because that's like New York City still. Yeah, like, it's a borough. It's like, a borough. It doesn't like, count. It doesn't. <laughs> okay, count. I, I like this is how I view it. In the eyes of the government, and like technically, it's part it, it, of it, New York part, City. It, bureaucracy but, counts, but in reality, don't. no one cares. Like yeah. that's. That's like Roosevelt Island. It's just like nobody. I love Roosevelt Island. But honestly, like I'm, I'm. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. It's beautiful. Did you say you are getting married, or you want to? I wanted to. He was engaged. It's a whole long story. I'm so sorry. Old episodes of Big Talking Bruce. All right, I will. He's not engaged anymore. I might have to slice a bitch. It's a whole thing. Oh no. Yeah. Oh jeez. Anyways, Roosevelt Island is like where I wanted to get married. I feel like it's a beautiful place. It's a little island in between Manhattan and Queens. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, this is gorgeous. It's pretty. But, you know, Staten Island is like yeah, a whole borough. Yeah, you like, know you know why I think people don't like it? And, like, because I've been looking ferry. around. Because you have to take a fucking ferry. Well, that's one of the reasons. But, like, when you get there. And it's Trump land. That's a major reason. Whatever that. But, like, yeah, but the I think, like, the ferry, I agree. But, like, when you like when you go to the city, you're expecting, if you're, especially if you're, like, a tourist, because no tourists visit. New York or Staten Island, you know what I mean? So right. like when you come to the city, you're looking for like 
subway, like the ferry, and then but like you want to walk the streets and like go into Macy's or I don't know what's a like a like just like Central New York City, Park. Si- yeah, Central Park, just like hit all the touristy stuff. You go to Staten Island and it's like you need a car or to take the bus. Like you can't just but walk there's around. There's a Ferris wheel that's happening there, right? That's is that happening? I you know what's confusing? I've seen pictures where like the Ferris wheel is, and There's I want to be like a humongous Ferris. Yeah, wheel. there must be. I've walked by there every day, and I don't see any construction on it. But maybe they're doing it like hiddenly. I don't know. <laughs> but but I don't, I'm not. I'm probably gonna end up moving to Florida in like January for a little while. So yeah. I probably won't be here that much oh. longer. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, do you like Staten Island? I don't dislike it. it Clearly, truth, Maddie's moving to Florida. I, uh, <laughs> 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 um, I don't, I don't get why. Too shame right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I'm. Why Florida though? I got a, a job, which I would, I don't want to say just in case, like yeah, that's legal fine. reasons, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, okay, yeah. What part of Florida? Uh, Orlando. Oh. All right. Yeah, yeah. Which, Orlando's cute. Yeah, it's a nice place. But yeah. um, Staten Island, I don't, I don't dislike it. It, I don't really dislike any place, though. You know what I mean? Um, right. I like that. There's a lot of nature on Staten Island, and I grew up in like the Adirondacks and upstate. So like, right. for me, it's like, oh, this is kind of nice because I miss nature. That's one thing I don't like about the city is that like there's Central Park, but then everything else is concrete and like, which is great. Like, but I just it's ultimately sometimes it wears on me because I grew. You know what I mean? You grew up around nature your whole life, and then you just move to the city and it's like yeah like nature stresses me out Mm, because you never know what the fuck's gonna happen yeah there's gonna be animals this like you know shit's always popping off like you know it's just like that's fine i i i went to college in new hampshire so like you know i was surrounded by nature and my roommate was from uh newark new jersey and like the first week of school freshman year we could not sleep and so, like, she called her dad and was like, can you record us city noises? Because we can't sleep. So for a whole week, he recorded, like, ambulances, people arguing, traffic horns, like, and it was like we like he made a CD. And so, like, then we, like, would play it when we were going to sleep. And that's, like, the only thing we could sleep to. And, like, occasionally people would come into our dorm room, like, in the middle of the night where we're playing all this traffic. <laughs> and, like, and so, like, they'd come in and, and we're like, hey, what's going on? They're like. Wait, what is that ambulance? We're like, oh, that's just our, our CD player. And, and they're like, you're listening to traffic noises? Like, we can't sleep. It's too quiet. That's <laughs> like, funny. That's cool. That's like, I, I, have you ever watched the show Boy Meets World? I love yeah, Boy yeah, Meets yeah. World. There was one where, like, Sean had moved out of the trailer park, but he couldn't. He needed the trailer park sound, so he plugged it in. It's just people screaming and, like, cutting, shooting and stuff. It's really funny. Yeah. No, sometimes you need that. Um, but we're going to have to, uh, wrap it up. David's given me that. You guys need to get the fuck out. Look. Um, but, uh, before we go, um, Brian, is there, like, anything that, uh, you're looking to promote for yourself, your company, any sort of pearls of wisdom that you want to drop for the, uh, 2017? (laughs) Well, I mean, if anyone's ever stressed and wants something uh, healthier than Xanax or alcohol, uh, you could actually try my product. It's all over Amazon. It's got a lot of five-star reviews. Two number one New York Times best-selling authors recommend it. Um, it's called Gabatrol, G-A-B-A-T-R-O-L, and it definitely is like meditation in, in, in a bottle, it's been called. So if you ever want to calm down and feel good naturally without drinking or smoking or doing anything that's really going to give you a hangover or cause problems, uh, it's something to consider. 
That's that's awesome. Yeah, that actually is sounds good. Is there like a like a website they can go to, or just uh, just go to Amazon? Uh, yeah. Well, RX. My, my website is RX Stress, so it's like prescription for stress or so RX Stress, but. Uh, Amazon sells it as well. You can get it everywhere. It's more, it's more, more people trust Amazon, so you can always go there if you want to get it as well. Awesome. Cool. Very cool. And yeah, then cool. I, I don't know if you have anything else you want to plug, any social media you want to plug, any sort of expos or anything like that you're doing. For me, no, I'm good. Yeah, All right, cool. Tommy, um, shows you have coming up, lot. social media. Yeah, right now two that come to my mind. On October 20th at Eastville Comedy Club, doing a comedy show at 6 p.m., and it's to raise money for hurricane victims. We've partnered with uh, Direct Relief, the charity, and um, awesome. the, all the proceeds, uh, the money we make from the ticket money we make from that show, go to that charity. And then November 3rd at Yonkers Comedy Club in Yonkers, New York. You run a fun show there. Oh, thank you. Um, but uh, f- November 3rd, Friday at 8 p.m., um, we're, I'm doing a show called Giggle for the Gales, which is uh, I, I used to when I was in college. Iona college yeah, yeah, I ran for Iona cross country and track and field, and they're one of the best teams in the nation. And uh, the money raised from the show for the ticket money for this show will go to their program and help the athletes continue to thrive and succeed. So, awesome! Any yeah. social media, um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram? Uh, yeah, uh, Facebook just Tommy McClellan. Twitter uh, Tommy McClellan one. I think I should probably know that. <laughs> and then Instagram, it's like just Tommy McClellan. So awesome, Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, I am hosting a show at a Greenwich Village Comedy Club uh, on the fifteenth, and I'm also hosting uh, Fashion Be Funny on the twenty first. So look up Ronnie Downs on Facebook and Instagram. Ronnie Downs, great show. Uh, tomorrow is merriment and mortification at auto shrunken head on october the 21st fashionably funny at greenwich village comedy club we also are now available on google play you guys so you can find us on itunes and google play and right here every friday from six to eight on big talk and brewskis and remember, you guys, when Trump says that it's the quiet before the storm, oh, that means he's about to piss on another hooker. Allegedly. Have a great weekend, you guys. <laughs> be good to yourself. Be good to each other. This is so Big Talk and Brewskis. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Yeah, yeah Big Talk and Brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. Water cooler oh, combo yeah. in that was cool. Thank, that was fun. Sorry, I was like a little skip at first, but thank you. Also, I wanted to say one thing because I I felt like I didn't mean it in an offensive when you were saying like you're black and gay and performing on stage, and I was like, oh, I don't know if that's like a political move. I didn't mean it as like what you're doing didn't have me. I didn't mean it in that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, it's cool. I just after because after I was like I said it, and then you were like you kind of. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I think I'm a dick. I didn't mean to. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh.